0: Welcome to our food and fitness podcast episode one. I'm Jackie Vandertoon, and we are super excited to be launching this podcast about food and fitness. We hope that this podcast will be informative, uplifting, empower you, and provide you with a sense of community. We're normal people who are interested in all aspects of food and fitness, and we want to bring to you information on a variety of topics related to health and achieving a healthy lifestyle.
1: Hello and welcome. I am Jessica White and I'm super excited to dive in and explore different avenues of health and fitness with you. Throughout each and every episode, we'll be sharing our personal stories while exploring different aspects of food and fitness and connecting with some pretty amazing people. We plan to chat about different trends, do some myth busting on food and fitness and explore what health means to each of us and to you as well.
2: Hi, I'm Dave Marshall, and in future episodes, we're going to talk with local farmers. We're going to see what the importance is between buying from the farm, buying from the grocery store. We're going to talk with an organic farmer who's as passionate about his produce as he is about his long distance running. We're also going to sit down with chefs who are going to teach us an opportunity how to make delicious food to prepare us for a healthy lifestyle. Also, to get us ready for our events that we're going to be uh, experiencing. And finally, talk to some experts to see their opinions on how to start how to continue, and how to grow your fitness lifestyle.
0: Okay, so let's get started. So the words food and fitness are so personal, and they can conjure up lots of memories from wonderful family dinners to junior high gym gym classes to outright fear, anxiety, and trepidation. And we thought we, we would impact what food and fitness means to each of us. So I can't tell you how excited I am because I'm so pumped to learn what food and fitness mean to you guys. So Jess and Dave, Jess, if you want to start off, so how would you define fitness?
1: You're right. Like I think fitness is so different to everybody because it's different to every body. Um, the way that one person um, looks at fitness is t- totally different. And you could have two people from the same household doing the exact same exercise, but it's going to end with different results. So for me, um, when I think of fitness, I instantly think about moving, how active you are. Um, and of course, with magazines and blogs and influencers and everything on the internet um, my mind also goes to that aesthetic um, you know that perfect body that ideal body um, i think i've come to terms that 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 i am never going to achieve that ideal body and i am a hundred percent okay with that Um, for me, fitness also is more of the health side of things too. It's what you drink, it's what you eat, it's how much you sleep, it's how mindful you are uh, throughout your day and really taking those times for rest. Um, So that's kind of a umbrella overview of what I think of fitness. Hmm. Um,
0: That sounds awesome. Dave, how about you? How would you define fitness for you?
2: Well, I mean, same with Jess, there's a lot of different things as people view fitness in different ways. Some people do it for physical gain. Some people do it for mental gain. Uh, For me, I view it more as a maintenance item. Uh, So to assist with my mental health, my physical health, going out on the trail, uh, going on a hike is a really nice way to just mentally relax and unload Uh, on a stressful situation. Just being in nature, surrounding yourself. Um, Some people like music. Some people like to listen to the noises of what's going on in the forest. Um, usually I just end up listening to my own heavy breathing, uh, but that's how it goes. So that's what fitness means to me. Um, I'm also a type one diabetic. So fitness is a maintenance, uh, to maintain my blood sugars, uh, to make sure that uh, I don't go too high, don't go too low. So I'm usually carrying some extra mental baggage with me as well as physical baggage for some spare snacks and everything. Whenever time I go out, uh, hit the gym, hit the trail, anything like that.
0: Mm. Yeah, and, and, and certainly I look at fitness as very health perspective, but fitness kind of frightens me as well. And uh, I have um, three morbidly obese sisters. Um, and not that it's about aesthetics, but I, I remember telling my sister because she had said it's a wake up call. And uh, they they live in, a, in another province. And she, I said, you know what, probably the next time I see you is I'll be going to your funeral. And so for me, it's that extending my life. And and how can I, I don't want to say not turn into them, but how can I maintain a very healthy lifestyle that's, you know, objectified and built on those numbers of my heart rate and my blood pressure. And that's a good thing and a bad thing that I struggle with. And of course, as I get older, I learn that mental health is super important, but I don't pay enough attention to it. So Um, fitness is a whole bunch of things as we all talked about. So Jess kind of what's your history with regards to fitness and and how you define it.
1: So I think er like everything starts back to when you were a kid and setting, um, kind of the stage, right? So when I was a kid, um, I lived in the country, lived on a dairy farm and I was outside all the time. I was playing sports all the time. I was super active, uh, which I think kind of carried through all of my school years, um until i hit college you know college you start fresh you're out of the house um there's so many different new things but then also you're not taking a gym class all the time you have to pay for a gym class um so that kind of really kind of shook me for a little bit um but i still overall was pretty active um walking, you still had to walk to school. You know, there's, there's lots of those kind of things. Um, and then once I moved back home, once I was done school, I did join a gym. Um, I think that for me, that's kind of the golden ticket. I have to have a gym membership so that it kind of keeps me motivated. Um, and I think for fitness, the, you know, you, you want to be fit, you want to be, um, athletic, but there's also, that motivating factor. And I think half of the, um, the issue with me is just showing up. Like if I show up, I love fitness. Um, and that's kind of kind of carried through my twenties. Um, and then I also got pregnant. So when I got pregnant, um, I gained quite a bit of weight. I think the, the average person gains like 15 to 30 pounds. I think I gained 80 or more like it was huge. Um, thankfully, I didn't um, I didn't have too many issues throughout my pregnancy. And once I did give birth, I did lose a lot of the weight. A lot of it was water weight. And then I could be a little bit more active. Um, so that was great. Um, and I think throughout my pregnancy, I had a lot of acid reflex issues towards the end. And a lot of it was Uh, weight related but also i wasn't moving as much and i really like spicy foods i loved foods in general um so that kind of started the the thing with acid reflux for me um actually last week i was diagnosed actually having diet uh acid reflux so i do have a medication now that i'm taking and it's really changed kind of opened my eyes realized that even though i was eating healthy um there's some healthy foods that are still triggers for that. So, um, you know, right now I'm at a stage in my life where I I do have a gym membership. I go at least three times a week, plus doing outdoor activities, hiking. Um, I'm really excited for the spring um, and summer as soon as we're allowed to actually get on the water because I did buy a kayak this year. So I'm super pumped to add that into my activities. Um, and yeah, just really focusing on what I'm eating right now and figuring out, um, what my triggers are with acid reflux and figuring all of that stuff out right now.
0: So you have some health conditions associated with, you know, that fitness as well.
1: Yeah. Yeah. A hundred percent. And a lot of it still is new for me. So I'm really excited that this podcast is happening when it is, because I feel like you guys can all come on the journey with me as I'm figuring all of this stuff out, which is super exciting. Cool. So Dave, what is
0: your history with regards to fitness?
2: Yeah, well, uh, when I grew up, I guess, Maybe you would see it as fitness, but I saw it as play. Like, I grew up on a a court, Uh, so we lived at the top of the court. In the summer, we would play uh, on – there we would play full-length basketball, full-length hockey. We'd ride our bikes in circles until – probably someone fell off because we just kept going in the same direction. Um, we also weren't the safest kids at all. There was a lot of injuries uh, within our group. Um, but that was uh, that was more of a play thing. But uh, as I got to the end of elementary school, all through high school, um, I played a very competitive football. Um, so my fitness was actually geared towards a certain task. It was towards strength and it was towards um, small bursts of energy. So I actually got to a point where I could train myself uh, to perform a certain task of um, moving people out of the way and get to a certain point and recover in a very short period of time. So that's how I basically grew up. That's what my fitness journey was, was to train for a certain task uh, to a certain objective. Um, But as I finished up high school, I ended up getting a severe knee injury. I actually tore all the cartilage and tendons in uh, in my left knee, which still kind of plagues me a little bit to this day. But my view changed from... Uh, from fitness to more of a recovery thing, so I actually weigh the same now as I did in high school. It's just I'm built very differently. I was more muscular in high school. Uh, near the end of it, I was I was playing football, skiing, rock climbing. I had a very, uh, I had a lower body fat percentage. Obviously, uh, that's a little bit different now, but I am happier with my level of fitness now because I feel like I can go on a longer hike. I can enjoy things more rather than my lifestyle and my fitness journey is being revolved around weight training and sprints. I mean, if I never have to do a sprint again, I'm totally okay with that.
0: <laughs> that's, that's yeah, absolutely. Interesting. So I actually grew up, uh, I was interested in both medicine and sports, and I was a wannabe athlete and I played everything. I just wasn't very good at it. Um, I have a, a, an undergrad in physical education um, and kind of moved my way into health is what I'd look at it. Um, so I'm, I look at my history as always being active, but um, never really, and this is where the mind kind of plays games with you a little bit in that comparison to others. So I always kind of struggled a little bit with an imposter kind of syndrome, which is really silly because the older you get, you realize it doesn't it's it doesn't exist, but my history with fitness is always comparing myself to others, and really feeling not uh, like a good athlete. And I'll tell people now I'm actually not a, a really good athlete. So that's a journey that I'm trying to kind of overcome. That you know what fitness is more than those crazy numbers that people post all the time. So that's a struggle that I I have a little bit. Um. So. My relationship with fitness is, I love it. I love and I often tell myself is, you know what, I'm 50 and uh, I don't have a problem telling anybody I'm 50. I, I think I do pretty cool things as a 15 year old. Um, you do. But, but yeah. I went out last night and I'm going for a run and I'm like, man, I don't like this. Like it was <laughs> a struggle for a run last night. So it's always somewhere in between. Some days I love it. Some days I hate it, but I love being able to wake up and walk up three flights of stairs and still have a conversation at the same time. So, what about you guys, uh, Dave? What is your relationship with fitness?
2: Uh, I hate to love it. I mean, it's so hard to get motivated, but once I get there, I feel a lot better. So, you know, getting motivated to get onto the uh, the trail. So, living up in Orangeville, we're right by the Bruce Trail. Uh, Last summer, we would go further north and when the city people call all come up to our area, we would leapfrog them and go even further north so um, kind of Beaver Valley, we go up to the Collingwood uh, area and spend some time in in Tobamori. But for me it was fantastic uh, getting there but once we got there, uh, it was a lot better and same when I got to the gym. Before the pandemic hit, I was with uh, Orange Theory Fitness, and I found that their uh, style of fitness um, and classes actually fit my life very well because I could balance it with cardio as well as some muscle uh, weight. So um, as a diabetic, you actually do have um, exercise can affect different diabetics each of their own. So sometimes if you have a lot of weight work, your blood sugars can skyrocket uh, for no reason whatsoever. Uh, And then a lot of cardio um, can bring it back down. So what I would do is I would always try to get my weight work done first, my cardio session done second. And then once I figured that out, it was a lot easier for me to appreciate and uh, enjoy the time that I was spending there uh, with orange theory. So that that's pretty much where I got.
0: Wow. So a learning experience sounds like for all of us, really, and in, in that journey that, that yeah. we're on. Um, Just you talked a lot about, about this, which, uh, again, I'm super excited to ask you these conversations. Yeah. Um, we're going to talk a little bit about food. And um, yeah, I'm not, I'm not going to preface this with anything. Uh Justin, I'm not picking on you. You just happen to be the first person. <laughs> um, what is food to you? You know, do you eat for pleasure? Do You eat because you have to, do you follow a particular way of eating? Do you eat paleo keto vegan or the plates in front of you with food and you just eat it. So tell us a little bit more about what food is to you.
1: So I think through different stages of my life, food meant different things. Um Amen right now food is nutrition so when i am and it's also it's not to say that it's not um i don't know food it it definitely is one of those things that i love i love to cook i love flavor um and right now i'm focusing on finding foods that are good for me that my body is reacting to um, and, you know, it's it not causing other issues, but then also finding foods that aren't just bland that have those, that flavor to it. So yeah, I don't know, like recipe books. I have so many recipe books. Uh, thankfully now in today's age, you can find any recipe in your hand through your phone. So it's definitely helpful. Um, do I follow a certain type of diet? I have. I have tried a couple of them, um, but they really don't stick. For me, having a restricted diet really um, isn't beneficial because I always think about all of the other foods that I can't have. So I think doing this shift that I'm doing right now, um, it's really important for me to still find um, food that is nutritious, but food that I enjoy that is more plant-based. Um, but I also don't restrict categories of food. Um, So I'd say if anything, um, it's maybe a little bit more on the Mediterranean diet side of things, but I don't really follow, I I don't want to say that I'm following a specific diet because in my mind I'm restricting things. So I think it's more of a lifestyle shift. Hmm. I I don't know I don't know if that makes any sense but that's kind of where I'm at right now.
0: (laughs) I I keep seeing you and I see the word journey. Yeah,
1: Mm -hmm. I've actually this past week I've I've been researching and I found so many different amazing um, low acid because I think that that's important for people who have acid reflux is to figure out what and kind of focusing on the pH in food too. Um, So there's not really a specific diet that I'm following. I'm just really more cautious, and uh, more mindful, really, of what I'm actually putting in my body. Mm, interesting.
0: Dave, you have a real particular aspect of your health that defines food probably much differently than it does for me, and I'm going to guess for Jeff as well. What What does food mean to you? Uh,
2: I eat for entertainment a lot of the time. I really enjoy food, um, and as a diabetic, it I do have to make certain choices at certain times so um, my my saying through life is i'm diabetic i'm not dead so if i want if if it's someone's birthday i'll have a piece of cake i may not have the same size a piece of cake as someone else um but i i definitely still want to enjoy um the 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 luxuries of food so i will go to a restaurant and maybe i'll indulge a little bit more than maybe i should um i have to take a little bit more insulin but uh, I will ride out a little bit higher blood sugar after a meal just to enjoy something. And uh, when we travel uh, with my, my wife, she knows a lot of the time our travels to be based around food. Uh, we've been to Germany. We tried some great food in Germany. We've um, been to Belgium, not known for culinary uh, delights, great food in Belgium uh, all throughout Canada. We were in Newfoundland, maybe one of the best meals I've ever had in my life. We, I, Paid for it somewhat with my blood sugar, uh, but it was maybe the best meal I've ever had in my life. And I, I look at food maybe differently. So I go for maybe lower carbs. So I may have a, some more vegetables, um, some more greener vegetables, a little bit more protein. Uh, cut down on the bread basket. So if a bread basket comes, I'll usually just pass it around. Um, white rice, I'll probably just pass that, uh, have a little bit smaller portion than I normally would, have a little bit more protein, uh, not necessarily animal protein, but protein overall through vegetables. But when I look at food, um, I want to go for quality uh, rather than quantity. So I have no problem spending a little bit more money on a smaller portion uh, of an animal protein. I have no problem spending a little bit more money on Uh, A locally grown product uh, for my vegetables uh, when it's in season and I mean when we hit asparagus season you will see asparagus in our house the whole time when we go to a berry section it is non-stop berries and like buy them freeze them go for that and we try to eat uh, as local as possible and uh, as seasonal as possible during those times and obviously you're going to stretch it a little bit more but when we when we travel and we indulge it's Oh, it's so good.
0: Mm. That sounds wonderful. Um, so food, it's, it's funny, and I don't know about you guys, COVID's kind of changed my <laughs> eating a little bit. And I've said a couple of times, I'm having something to eat only because I'm bored. And I, I've recognized that I deal with food with stress, but I think I eat now, uh, I eat because I love food and I love the taste of it and I love the texture of it. And I love the colors of it. Um, but I'm always conscious about what I put into my body as well. Cause I'm, I try to eat very healthy, but I know for me uh, and I, and I've gained some weight, I've not gained the COVID-19. I've been pretty lucky so far. Um, but uh, yeah, that's probably been a little struggle for me is I eat because I'm bored. So, Yeah, that's something that I have to deal with. Um, So I'm just going to continue on. um, Because again, I'm super interested in what you guys have to say. Um, What's your relationship with food? I'm always really interested with how people view food. Is it positive? Is it negative? Or is it something that you do just to sustain you? So Dave, how about you?
2: so i i was fortunate in a family that made uh, a lot of meals uh, at home which was nice or we were adventurous eaters uh then throughout high school we actually ran a restaurant for the teachers so every day we would run uh yeah the restaurant and it would have a soup a salad two mains and a dessert and then we would partner with the drama department and build like a dinner theater in partnership with that so we would go around the same themes uh, and build it as like that and it was such a great learning experience where i got to grow uh, an appreciation for the process of making food, uh, the effort that goes into making food, um, which makes makes me appreciate the final product uh, significantly more. And as that continued, um, I would get a lot of uh, cookbooks for Christmas, for birthdays. I read them like they're novels, and I dive deep into them. Um, when I was off work during the first bit of pandemic, uh, I decided to make mustard, and I watched maybe hours of videos on how to make mustard and I tried like I picked a little bit from here and here and the first batch absolute failure it was so bad Uh, but the second batch was a lot better and we got into that and then I made like pickled jalapenos I made hot sauce Um, so I I love food and I completely understand that different people may be forced to eat differently Um, it hurts me but I'm never going to judge anyone because of that Um, if I'm going grocery shopping and I'm fortunate enough to be able to afford my groceries. Um, I will try my best to pick a healthy alternative uh, to donate um, to the food bank. And for me, that's key. Um, just because people rely on the food bank doesn't mean that the quality of the food that they get from that food bank uh, has to happen. Uh, in our area, there's some unbelievable farms and some unbelievable um organizations that you can purchase meals from the food bank or from them to be donated to the food bank so uh, you know a guest that we're gonna have on later on uh, in a future episode uh, he actually will do that as well like you he will some of his fr- fresh produce is donated to the food bank another guest you can buy meals or packages and that's donated to the food bank
0: I'm gonna be in with uh, you Dave and sure. I've left this kind of open a little bit because I want to know what you think your ideal diet is. And that even goes with what is your definition of diet? So define diet and what is your ideal diet? Uh,
2: I think my ideal diet is going to be very different than other people's uh, definition of a diet because of my specific um, needs. So Obviously, I would love to be able to have a, a low glycemic index diet, So meaning that um, the effects of, say, white bread versus whole wheat bread uh, for me is my blood sugars will climb significantly um, faster and quicker with uh, a white bread than it would with a whole wheat bread. Maybe I just don't have bread, but when I do, I have to make those decisions Um to eat something that's a little bit better for my lifestyle, uh, as a diabetic and not just as a type one diabetic. I think all diabetics um, are, that's something that they're taught very early on is about, uh, the glycemic index when it comes to, uh, food. So ideally I would love to have a high, high protein, um, and high, you know, green veggie fruits and not have to have the side effects. I mean, I don't think that's going to happen in my lifetime, uh, unfortunately, but for me, Uh, just to eat the best that I can, to eat the best quality uh, that I can. And um, yeah, and I I like to make a lot of my food. So the more I can make myself, uh, the better. And in the future, I'd love, well, I have to probably win the lottery or have a relative pass away that is obscenely rich that I don't know about. Uh, But to have my own place with my own gardens, with my own uh, animals growing my own food, that's my fantasy diet. But we'll see. One can help.
0: That's awesome. Jess, how about you? What would you, first off, how would you define diet
1: and what would you say your ideal diet is? I think honestly, my ideal diet would be to eat anything and everything because I love food so much, Um, but that's just not my reality. So, right now, what my ideal diet would be to eat all of those healthy and delicious and local veggies and fruit and Kind of more of the whole grain side of things whole grain breads and all of that those amazing goodies um to eat those in a way that my body can handle um because there's still some veggies and fruit that i'm finding are triggers even though um they're not typical triggers for people with acid reflux so it's really figuring all of that stuff out um but yeah, I don't know. I, I'm I'm loving I'm loving plant life right now. <laughs> Interesting. Yeah, I, I find and what I find with most people is when I say the
0: word diet, they automatically think of calorie restriction. Mm-hmm. And I'm I'm really glad that you guys didn't bring that up. And I think that oftentimes when we think about food and we think about diet. And, you know, one of you mentioned it earlier on, I think it was you, Jeff, who said, stuff I can't have. And so then you ruminate over, I can't have this, I can't have that, I can't have this. And you forget all the stuff that you can have. So I love what you guys talk about with regards to your diet, because really diet is just a way of eating. And it's been morphed into, oh, I can only have 1,200 or 1,300 or whatever, how many calories that, you know, some calculator has said that you're able to have. So um, my ideal diet is something that tastes good. And um, I like you did, because I know that you're super foodie. um, I like to cook. And I think my husband and I are pretty good cooks. But there's nothing that satisfies me more than that tastes really good and leaves me feeling good. And so like last night I went on a run, we had a vegetable curry with basmati rice. And I was like, I feel, I, you know, we have to wait for an hour after we eat because of GI upset and stuff. And I was like, man, I feel pretty good. Like I've got really good energy. And sometimes when you go for a run, you've had a really crappy, like atomic bomb pizza. And your body just feels like it's running through mud. So my ideal of diet is something that tastes good. It looks good because I'm a visual person and still allows me to do the stuff that I want to do without feeling sluggish. Um, yeah, so... I'm going to uh, switch this back a little bit when I, because I talked about ideal diet, and now I'm going to flip up to what would you say your ideal fitness is. So go back to what you say fitness is, and what how would you define ideal fitness? Oh, sorry. Uh, let's start with Dave. <laughs> uh,
2: ideal fitness. Um, I just I'd like to be able to do what I want, what I want. Uh, I'd love to be able to um, tackle uh, a hike that has more hills, more distance, uh, just to get that view that maybe not everyone is able to see. Um, And we had some unbelievable hikes uh, when we were in Banff. And we got to this point, and this was uh, a while ago, maybe before we were doing a lot more hiking. And it was a trail, um, it was called Grassy Lakes Trail. um, And There's two paths. There's the easy way and the more difficult way. And my wife and I, we got to the sign. We looked and we're like, let's do it. And we went to the more difficult path. And the easy path, it's a steep incline. Like, don't get me wrong. Um, And it it wasn't easy because you saw some people pushing up uh, carriages with two kids in them. And they were were struggling. Uh, But it was a wide gravel path. Um, So it looks like the typical thing you should see in the park it wasn't easy i'd say it was medium difficulty um but we got to the point where when we were walking up uh hiking up a creek like the water was coming down we were going up the creek on the rocks uh, the views that we had oh my goodness uh things that i've never thought of, like stunning waterfalls views of the valleys um of the three sisters like outside of camera like, gorgeous and once we finished that and i was like this is what I want to be able to do on a more regular basis. And that's where I really got to the point of going that this is my ideal kind of thing to be able to hike a little bit further, a little bit higher, uh, a little bit steeper. And that's what I want to do. And I, I don't think I have an, I like, once I reach a certain point, I'm I'm not, I don't want to climb Everest. Please don't ever you know invite me to do that. Uh, But to climb, to, to climb like a decent hill or to get over the lookout, um, in uh in Tobamori, uh the the waters that you can see in tobermory uh the views that you can see in the mountains like those that's what i want that's my ideal right there that's it
0: awesome jess how about you
1: yeah dave like we live in such an amazing part of ontario that that is just dreamy um but my ideal fitness um so I'll just let you guys know a little bit more about my work life because I feel like fitness really has to be part of your lifestyle. So I have an office job. I sit down for anywhere from you know 8 to 10, depending on the day, if I have meetings after hours or whatever, I could literally sit all day. So it's very sedentary. And if I'm saying that word right, I always struggle with saying that word, but I think I got it that time. Um, so for me, it's really finding ways that bring me joy to add into fitness, because I feel like that's also a huge struggle for a lot of people. They know that they need to do fitness, but they just don't enjoy it. So it's finding those ways um, that I like to do, because why would I waste an hour of my time if I wasn't actually enjoying it? Um, and for me, it's also um, finding that range, because I I have tried um, the home um, videos, and they just don't work because they are the same all the time. I really have to have that mix. So right now, um, every Sunday I get up and I go to the gym and I do kind of more of a uh, Pilates yoga mix, really kind of, it adds that little bit of mindfulness at the end of my week, but it also is a little bit, uh, you know, it gets me moving on a Sunday. And then I'll also do strength training one day a week. And then on the off week, off day, um, I will go to the gym and kind of do more of a circuit kind of training. And I think my ideal fitness is something like that with the mix of outdoors. I wish that it was summer all year round because (laughs) winter I'm definitely not outside as much, Um, but I love Canada. So I'm definitely never gonna move out of country. Uh, So I kind of have to live with that. So that's one thing that, is a struggle for me is getting outside and staying active seven days a week instead of th- just the three days a week. In an ideal world, I would get moving at least an hour a day, every day, um, doing something that I love.
0: Yeah, you know what you you brought joy to me when you had said it has to be something that you enjoy, and. Um, and I love Dave, I lived in Calgary, so I saw three sisters, my 30th birthday, we summited a mountain, and I just looked for, that's all you could see was the tops of mountains. So for me, and and, and again, I'm, I'm 50, and I'm kind of proud to say that I'm 50 years old. Um, because when I do things, I'm like, I, I just want to be able to do them. And I love being outside. And I love you know, we bought cross-country skis this year and we skied with a bunch of people and we, you know, I felt like a 12-year-old going down a hill and I clocked myself at, oh my gosh, I was 28 kilometers an hour going down that hill. Um, I love that challenge and I love being able to do those things. Part of the struggle for me is those numbers and I'm learning that my ideal fitness is not just the physical, but the mental side and the being content with you know what i'm a seven minute kilometer an hour runner and i'm okay with that and all my other friends are super fast and do these crazy things but i'm 50 years old and i'm running seven minutes a kilometer and i can hike and ski and do all these other things and that's what matters to me so i love your answers um, i can't tell you what joy it brings me <laughs> so With things, we're very goal-driven and part of establishing a change, and we've all kind of talked a little bit about how food and fitness really is important for our health. Part of establishing a change is developing a goal. And we've all kind of thought about goals. So each week, we're going to discuss our goal with an aspect of food and fitness. So today I thought, let's describe a goal that we want to achieve. And let's begin by thinking of it as long-term, a really lofty goal. So I'm going to begin with Dave. Dave, what is your goal?
2: Uh, So for 2021, our goal is to walk a thousand kilometers uh, over the calendar year. So that I read it in a magazine of a thousand miles. That's not happening right now. So I'll start with a thousand kilometers and work my way up. uh, And it's been pretty good so far this year. Um, we had a pretty mild winter. Uh, the snow plows were out. So after uh, work, we were able to get out and just knock off a couple kilometers here and a couple kilometers there. So that's our goal is to do a 1000 kilometers by the end of uh, by December 31st.
0: That is awesome. And I, and I, and we've all heard of smart goals, Dave. I love it. It's specific. It's measurable. It's attainable. It's realistic. And you've put a time frame on it. So well done for
2: you. I Just hope it's realistic.
0: <laughs> well, we're here, Dave, to cheer you on. We're yeah. your cheer cheerleaders. Just how about you? What is your
1: goal? So my goal really is more lifestyle and diet driven because I feel like right now in my life, I have that fitness part kind of locked in. It's actually been really helpful since the lockdown has kind of lifted. You have to register in advance for your classes. Um, So if you're going to the gym, I have to register and I have about seven days to register before that class. So that's really helped me. So that beginning of this year, my goal would have been to exercise more and add more movement into my life. But right now, I've after like thinking about it a little bit, I think I already can put that check mark on there. Um, and hopefully in my journey, I can continue to do that. Um, but right now, fitness, I feel like I have under control. It's the diet side of things that is all over the place. Um, so my goal right now, and I'm really hoping that I can have this kind of under control by summertime, um, but is to really figure out what my trigger foods are and find ways um, to enjoy the flavor of the new foods that I'm adding into my diet to that kind of replace some of the ones that do give me those triggers and act up. Um, So my goal is really to get my diet under control and figure out what I can and can't eat.
0: that's that's pretty important because you've talked a lot about that acid reflux and you know for anybody who's experienced it it's not fun so for sure just quality of life
1: one other thing i want to add so like the the obviously i am on medicine but i really do not like taking pills every day for certain things and i think that your diet can control a lot of those things um and especially with reflux of course the pill right now is kind of more of a healing phase um, but I'm hoping long-term I won't have to take a pill every day and I can really get it under control. So that's uh, that's my goal.
0: That's great, that's great, so much to hear. Um, so I've got kind of a two-part goal. And my goal last year, uh, again, I turned 50 last year. So I had thought in January of 2020 that oh, I'm turning 50. A friend of mine mentioned that she hiked 50K on her 50th birthday. I'm like, oh, challenge is set, I'm gonna do that too. So last year on my birthday, I got up at 7 a.m. I didn't just do this; I actually trained for it. But I told nobody. My husband knew, and he was the only one um, because I didn't want to face people if I if I failed. So I got up at 7 a.m. and I ran Mono Cliffs and I ran 50k on my 50th birthday, and I did it by myself and. It was actually, as soon as I had done it, I thought I will, I, I set the goal and I was like, I was never going to do this again. As soon as I finished it, I'm like, oh my gosh, I'm going to do it again. <laughs> and so this year, um, the race that I want to do race, I use that in quotation marks because I, I don't really race. Um, I just do it for myself is to do 50 K, but I want to do it. At the actual race. So the race I want to do is Woodstock in uh, Michigan, which is part of the problem. Uh, It's not sure if it's running yet, um, but it's in September. And um, that's my goal is to do it live because I thought that would be so much fun. To do it with a whole bunch of other people instead of spending 50 kilometers by myself so that's my goal um however um it uh, may not come to fruition so i'll just do it again by myself and have a good time doing it so that's my goal 50k again i guess probably i should do 51 because i'll be turning 51 this year so maybe i'll just yeah. <laughs> that is fabulous i love hearing each of your goals and and we hope that you the listener kind of follow this journey with us because part of goal setting is accountability um meaning that you just told the world and now you're accountable not only to the two people that you told to do (laughs) but other people so we're going to keep checking in uh thanks so much for tuning into this first episode We hope you enjoyed it and we hope that you're going to come back for more and, you know, simply cheer us on with our goals. So yeah, that's it for this week. So until next week,
2: we're going to talk food.
0: We're going to talk fitness and we're going to do it together.
2: See ya.